welcome to Singing the Blues. And I'm Housey. And I'm James Marriott. So, um, two games in the last week, Dom, and the the previous week had been, you know, almost entirely positive. Bit of a slowdown in the last few days. So, uh, let's go back to the weekend, first of all, and talk about the Wickham game, which ended up in a two-all draw. Um we we talked a bit about it in the Twitter space that we did about w- would a draw be a terrible result? I mean, Wednesday should be aiming to win, but off the back of those two wins, um, wouldn't it be the end of the world. A frustrating one in terms of the fact that Wednesday really did batter Wickham, didn't they? Yeah, they did. The stats all point to that. I think before we go any further, James, you know, as we mentioned on Saturday morning, that you know that match was in doubt, and so we have got to give huge credit to the groundsmen, all the volunteers. The pitch inspection and official one took place at one twenty, uh, and and you're thinking, you know, I looked at parts of the pitch, and it did look you know, some areas waterlogged, and so you 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 were wondering whether it was going to go ahead, uh, but the match officials deemed it playable, and then yeah, we saw two contrasting styles, didn't we? Really, of um, housery on the one side, and then on the other, Wednesday been really aggressive and front foot and that's what we have seen I think in the last few weeks and where I think people are getting the hope and the optimism that we feel as if they've turned a corner and that they're trying to play and go about their business in the right way it should have yielded three points something that we may want to discuss now is the equalising goal as there's been a lot of chat on social media and on radio phone-ins about whether Bailey Peacock Farrell should have kept it out for the free kick. Watching it live, I thought it was a brilliant strike from Jordan Abita. And I don't really want to put all the blame or too much blame on Peacock Farrell. He'd be disappointed they got a hand to it, didn't keep it out. I, I really put more of the blame, the criticism on Callum Patterson for giving away such a stupid free kick in that position. But then even that, is it a little bit understandable when centre-half, he's been asked to play there last couple of matches due to the injuries Wednesday've got? Is that really, you know, should we accept that or expect it? Yeah, maybe we should. So, yeah, you know, yet again, Wednesday come from goal behind and so they go away with a point. It should have been all three. Overall, though, very satisfied with the seven points, you know, and I felt that was the minimum that Wednesday needed from the week. What What was weird about the the Wickham game was that Wednesday obviously started the game well, and um, when when Wickham went ahead, it it was kind of like a flashback to those kind of early days of the Chancery era when Wednesday went behind and there was this feeling among the crowd of it doesn't really matter it's all right we're we're, going to come back you know we are we are well and truly on top in this game this is a setback and almost like this sort of rallying feeling that just it hasn't been there for for such a long time that was really nice it really was you know I mean that's such a great point that it did feel and a lot of this year I keep coming back to it I think I've touched on it before when you think of the amount of signings Wednesday've made and the style change and the identity that Darren Moore is trying to make his mark on this team, it does feel eerily similar 
to when Carlos Carvalho in that first year when he was in charge. You're right. Um, so I mean, I completely agree with that. Um, and and yeah, you know, I, I looked at it. I mean, there were a lot of good individual performances, and I, I think you know, Shadipo that was arguably his best performance in a Wednesday shirt. Uh, and and you know, we've got to talk about the November player of the month, haven't we? You know, Shay Dunkley, Man Mountain, back there. Uh, and you know his form; he's been a huge plus point, and he really has, I think, marshaled you know that patched-up defence, you know, as well as he could have done. He's been just tremendous, and and he he bossed everything in the air. It felt like he won every header, uh, and he was so dominant. You know, Sam Vokes is, should be a really good player at this level, but he barely got a kick at the weekend, and you know, that's testament to how well Shea Dunkley is performing right now. It, it 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 feels like it was overall it was a really good performance. It it feels kind of all right to mark this one down as being it was just unlucky, just a lot of things that that just didn't quite fall in place. I mean, you know, how how many times did Wednesday hit the post? It was just it's just it's just crazy really about the fact that Wednesday only scored two goals in that game. We should have had an absolute hatful. So my temptation is to go, all right, there's quite a bit of bad luck going on. I think you're right about um, the the free kick and you watch it back and think, actually, you know, between the organisation of the wall and the goalkeeper positioning, that that shouldn't really result in a goal. Um, And and, and that's something that's a bit disappointing because, um, you know, it it costs us two points and it's going to be a tight old um, season. This one of those two points might be really important come what may. Um, But it is what it is. And the the positives that come from the overall performance which has been lacking this season hasn't it you know even at the start of the season Wednesday were winning games but really not playing very well to be in a position whereby if 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 the performances can be like that for the rest of the season Wednesday will win more games than not definitely it's about maintaining those levels and um, we've seen with this team that there have been ups and downs in the the 20 league matches that they've played they have drawn too many they've only lost three times and so the resilience is there. And we've seen in the last two home league matches, there's that character that's starting to come to the fore, that they've twice come from behind and they've gone away with four points. And we haven't been able to say that a lot about Sheffield Wednesday teams in the last few years. So I think that's where you get the encouragement and you're thinking that they're on the right lines. Yeah, absolutely. Um We've we've talked about um, Che Dunkley and um, his performance, which, by the way, you know this is the guy that's that's turned his season round in the space of a, a month and a bit. He's um, turned his I, Wednesday career round. I'd go bigger abs- than that. James. Absolutely, I remember watching uh, watching him against was it Bolton that that weird game where Wednesday didn't play very well but but won, and I thought this guy's just he's not up to it at, at this level at all. He just can't do what's being asked of him. Um, you know, miraculous the way that he's really found his feet and turned his, his form around. Anyone else that stood out for you on Saturday? Do you know what? I was, uh, I think, disappointed with Florian Canberry against MK Dons. I thought he'd an off day, but then, yeah, the weekend, it, you know, that was more like it. And I, I, I feel like he is getting better and better and looks a very classy player at this level I think with some of his touches and we're starting to see signs of that partnership developing between him 
and Gregory, you know, for me right now, they are first choice. And then, of course, we saw Darren Moore when he brought Josh Windass, Windass back into the team, that he played him in the number 10 against MK Dons, and he did exactly the same versus Wickham. And that midfield three is so strong, you know, and it's got a bit of everything. It's got flair, creativity. It's then got in Luongo... The man that can then break up play and will disrupt the opposition's rhythm. So I just look at that and think, if Wednesday can keep Massimo Luongo, Barry Bannon and Josh Windass all fit together, um, I don't think there's a stronger midfield three in the league. I really don't. I think you know that, uh, they should be bossing most midfielders in this division. I really think that you know there's a little bit of everything in there. And, and Luongo was really good again at the weekend. And it's no coincidence he's come back into the team, James. And Wednesday picked up seven points. Yeah, he's a, he's a cracking player at this level. Particularly, he really does shine, doesn't he? Um, let, let quick word then on um, Nathaniel Mendes Lang. So last time we recorded, he'd been training with Wednesday for a while, um, played in a couple of um, of like friendly games and whatnot. So um, it looked like there was a fair chance that he would be joining, um, and and that obviously has now happened. We talked a, a bit about it in the Twitter space at the um, at the weekend, but first glimpse of him on on. Saturday what were your thoughts look bright yeah definitely uh, he's direct got a little bit of pace you know he is sort of deceptively tall um, he, so he's a little bit I think maybe unorthodox you know we expect maybe some wingers that they're going to be below six foot and they're going to be quite slight and um, no he he's different and that's why you can see the reason behind Darren Moore bringing him in in the Yes, Wednesday have got a lot of wide players, but he is more of a sort of unique case in that you look at him and think he's someone that has got Premier League pedigree that Wednesday could bring on off the bench and could make a difference. Uh, and, and I don't think at the moment he's at the point where when he hasn't been thrown straight in. He's not going to be, I think, a regular to begin with. And I don't think he should be anyway, you know, when you're looking at Theo Corbinu, the way he's performed. I would have said Shadipo was ahead of him, but then when we come on to talk about Hartlepool and how many players had off nights there, then um, you know maybe there's a question mark there. But you know they have other wide players, is what I'm saying. Marvin Johnson will come back, so you know they've got other players who can play at wing back, and so he's not guaranteed a spot. But um, I can see why Wednesday they've given him a deal until the end of the season. Let's see what he's got. Let's see what he can do. You know, they've thrown the gauntlet down to him. He's got half a season to impress. He's trying to get his career back on track. You know, the last year or so, uh, it has, you know, he's stuttered, hasn't he? You know, it's it's gone backwards as his career. And he should be in the peak years of his career. You know, he's 29, so he's a good age. You know, so, um, you know, hopefully he can make an impact on Wednesday. And, no, I did like what I saw in that sort of 20-minute cameo that he had against against Wickham. Good stuff. You you did mention it in there. We're going to have to talk about it for for all the positives there of the performance against 
Wickham. Let's come on to Hartlepool in the Pizza Cup. Um, Wednesday, obviously, very much out of that competition now after after defeat. As we record this, it was last night. Um, I I didn't follow the game, um, but um, you know it doesn't take a lot of effort to catch up with the general sentiment of people that were at the game on social media. Um, and and this is you know it's quite scathing just how critical people have been. Um, how bad was it? Dire, absolutely dire, James. It was uh, shocking from the word go. Wednesday, they weren't at the races. So many players had off nights and Darren Moore made eight changes. You know, you're looking at that team and he's given a lot of the fringe players some game time. And they, let's be right, they've done the business in the, the other previous sorts of pizza cup matches, but... The level of that performance, um, it, it was embarrassing at times. You know, against a League Two team who were 17th and they were without a manager until Tuesday morning. So, OK, they were going to get a lift from that and they were going to want to put on a show for the new manager and everything. And, yeah, you know, they definitely got a reaction, Hartlepool. But it does not excuse Wednesday the players on that pitch should be should have been more than good enough to get the job done and 3-0 at home to a League 2 side that is a spanking and it could have been and maybe should have been more as well you know they had a couple of very good chances to have been 3 or 4-0 up at half time so yeah from my perspective the players who were given chances to show what they can do you could reel them off from so Berahino, Wing, Byers, Brown none of them have put their hand up now to say oh yeah Darren Moore you should be picking me every week and they can't now go knock on the door of the manager and say why am I not playing more when they have performed like that in a match that Wednesday should have been winning and you know Darren Moore wanted to win it for them to carry on progressing in in that competition, you know, we, it would have been potentially what, you know, four matches away from Wembley, uh, and but you know that was a good tie for Wednesday, and so to lose as meekly as they did, really disappointing. Yeah, um, you obviously you, you you heard from Darren Moore afterwards. Um, what so what did he say about it? I mean, what what caused that from 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 hitting such good form? And you're right about you know obviously made a lot of changes, but we're not talking about bringing in like the kids here, are we? They're they're still all senior players that at the start of the season we we could easily have thought that any one of those players would have been a key part of of the starting eleven. The way that the season shaped up, that hasn't been the way that it's that it's turned out. But they are all senior players. What went wrong? What what causes such a bad performance as that? So many individuals weren't at it. And you, if you're carrying two or three, you can sometimes get away with it, especially when you play against a team that is in the league below. But Wednesday had six or seven last night, James. And, and at whatever level you're playing at, you're going to get turned over when, when too many underperform and don't deliver and yeah you know I, I you know, Darren Moore that was as critical as he's been I think in his time in charge of Wednesday after the match and, and he admitted himself that yeah these players uh, you know they didn't seize the opportunity they didn't and it wasn't good enough it's not acceptable 
And do you know what? I mean, if there, there was the plan was that the players, I think, would be off on Thursday and Friday this week, and they had to rip up the plans now. And the players will be off Wednesday as we record today, and then they're in the rest of the week because Darren Moore was fuming. He was really, really angry um, about the the team and the way that they performed. And there's so many senior players who've played at a higher level. And yeah, you know, just just collectively, it was it was simple stuff. It was you know, you're talking. They were just taking the easy option a lot of the time in possession, sideways, backwards. They weren't being progressive, and it, it, it was sort of contagious the way that you know you'd have one player that would play it long and it would go out of play wouldn't find a Wednesday player and then it'd be somebody else a minute or two minutes like two minutes later so it was ridiculous it was just one thing after another and then the defending well I mean where do you start it was all over the place you know I I probably gave my worst ever play ratings it was just it was threes and fours all across the board you know the only one that could hold his head up high a little bit was Theo Corbinu he was the only one no, I, I, I couldn't take any positives, and neither could Darren Moore. Couldn't take any positives from that display. It, uh, it's it's pretty scathing, isn't it? And and you know what you're saying very much mirroring what what fans who were there were were saying. Um, and yeah, I mean, not great. The, the only thing that I've seen of the game is the own goal, which is the kind of thing that you expect to see in like. You know, like a youth game that's played on a training pitch somewhere, and you're like, "Oh well, you know, he's a kid; he'll learn from that." That you know, you, 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 you it, 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 it was just embarrassing, really. That it, yeah, it was comical. Do you know what? Though I do want to step in and defend a little bit, Jaden Brown, as I've seen him come in for some absolute pelters on social media, and I, I think it's a very unfair on Jaden Brown. He's made it clear his best position is left back. That's where he wants to play. He hasn't played in that position. He hasn't been given a long run. In you know, He's been doing a job for the team. And yet again, he was asked to play at left centre-back. That is not his position. That does not suit his skill set. And so he was partially at fault for the opener. The second... Well, was a mess, as we know what happened there. But Joe Wildsmith, by the way, was equally culpable there um, for me. Both of them to blame. But no, for Jaden Brown, he's played left wing back, left centre back, left back. He made a really you know, left wing. He made a really strong start to his Wednesday career. Then he was not selected for a period. And uh, you know, he, this this is a lad that is still only what twenty two, twenty three. So. No, let's not kill him, right? You know, th- th- right. This guy is still the future of the football club, or one of the guys that Darren Moore's going to be working with for the next sort of eighteen months. So, you know, I think we need to give him a bit, bit of understanding here, and I think that we need to, under- you know, appreciate that the- he's not he's been playing out of position a lot, um, and he's not the only one, by the way. You know, the same could be said of Callum Patterson as well. So, you know, we're asking players to hit top form when they get moved around and asked to play in different areas due to all the problems that Wednesday've got defensively. And so, you know, similar to Plymouth in the FA Cup replay, James, from a few weeks ago, last night felt like a game too far for this Wednesday team. 
it shouldn't have been still with the caliber players that they had in midfield and up front but you can't mask the deficiencies at the other end when you have got a patched up defence. No one at the start of the season would have thought that we'd get to December and Wednesday would play in a pizza cup match a back three of Kieran Brennan, Callum Patterson and Jaden Brown. But that is where we are right now. And so that's it just highlighted how important it is that Wednesday gets some defenders back as soon as possible. I mean to look on the positive side of all this um, you know the 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 Papa John's trophy doesn't mean a lot, does it? And 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 I think some fans kind of looked at it and thought, Do you know what? You know we've probably got as good a chance as anyone of of, of going all the way in this competition. Um, one of the you know the bigger clubs that are left in it. So maybe it was an opportunity for a Wembley um, final and and for you know some something to cheer about this season. But that's gone now. It doesn't matter anymore. So this season has has changed in complexion, hasn't it, over the last twenty four hours? Which is now it is all about the league. And to be fair, it is all about the league. All that matters this season really is is promotion. Like you know, winning winning a cup competition at Wembley would be lovely, but but if it's at the expense of getting out of League One, it's not worth it. So um, let's take the positives of of the fact that right, we can forget about any other distractions now. It is all about the league. Let's not overreact. Full stop. You know, I, I, look, we all came away from Hillsborough the five thousand. Hardy souls who went on a freezing cold night at the start of December, um, you know, to see a really poor Wednesday performance, probably one of the worst that they have produced at home in a long time. But it was the second string Sheffield Wednesday, and the strongest eleven. We've seen what they can do, and Wednesday are only five points off top, and the priority is League One, and that's it. They have now got. No cup competitions to worry about. There's no rotating the squad for that and juggling the pack and all that. It's a 26th league game season now. And for Sheffield Wednesday, it's all about making sure that they finish in the top six. And what we're really hoping is that they're going to end up in the top two. It, it, it sort of feels like... Uh, uh... It feels like a moment, doesn't it? Of almost like a moment of reflection, which is all right. We're out of all those cup competitions now. We're concentrating on the league. Where are we at? Where Where are Sheffield Wednesday at right now? Because um, it's it's not it's not been a smooth um, opening. Whatever we are to the season, has it? You know, it's it's been a bit all over the place. We've seen some really really poor performances. We've seen some good performances. There's probably no doubt that the 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 players, some of the players, are really really good. The squad should be good enough. Um, but as we stand right now, just outside of the. Um, top six with I think most of the teams above um, Wednesday at the moment having at least one game in in hand um, and we're kind of getting closer and closer to that sort of Christmas New Year period which really is that moment that you stop and, and reflect and look at where you're at so this this month particularly now as we get into December feels really key doesn't it that the next few games as we get towards that kind of Christmas period are, are, are quite defining now for this season they are really important um there's no sugar coating it they're going to play two teams that you would expect will be there or thereabouts come the end of the season so two of the top six 
uh, you know challenges there. You know, the two of their rivals in Portsmouth and Sunderland, they're both away. And then in between, they have got three fixtures that they really should be winning at least two, if not all three of them. And and so I, I've gone out and said that I think Wednesday they have to be getting a minimum of ten points. I think from Portsmouth away, Crew away, Accrington, Burton, both at Hillsborough, followed by Sunderland to you know, round off the year. And yeah, you know Portsmouth and, and Sunderland, we've seen, haven't we? Wednesday's better performances have been against the top sides in the division so they they shouldn't be scared I've said it before they shouldn't be scared of facing anyone and and now that they've got Luongo and Windass and we've seen the impact that they've made you know like they are integral players in this Wednesday team and so as long as that you know they stay fit now you know Wednesday they've got goals in them it's all about James they've got to tighten up at the back somehow Darren Moore's got to find that balance and you know, I worked it out the other day. Bailey Peacock Farrell, he's kept one league clean sheet since August the 22nd at Rotherham. So he started off with five successive clean sheets. And the only clean sheet that he's had since then, who was it against? I've forgotten now who the opposition were, but it was uh, it was last month. You know, Wednesday, they've dried up the clean sheets. And that's mm. the area of concern right now. And we know that come January, a centre-half, a left-back, they're part of the shopping list. That's what they want. But they have to get a good points total from Christmas. They have to. It's very important. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to run through those games again that Wednesday have got coming up. Portsmouth away, Crewe away, then Accrington at home, uh, Burton at home, Sundland away. I I came to the same conclusion as you that I wrote down ten points as as what I think would be a good return from from those. Let, let's talk about the givens first of all. Accrington Stanley and Burton Albion at home got to win both of those. They're they're they're, they're givens and realistically, Crew bottom of the table. I think that that really is a game that if if you want to be in the shake up at the end of the season. You, you can't mess up games like that. So we've got to go to crew and get and get and get um, three points as well. So if you get nine points from those three, then probably anything you get from Portsmouth and Sunderland away is is a bonus. But realistically, if we want to finish above these teams in teams in the table, we probably do need to be getting something at least one of them. So ten points feels realistic. Um, Eleven points would be would be good. Yeah, it would. Well, I mean, that would eleven points would mean that they would have kept the unbeaten league run going. And yeah, we should point out they have gone ten matches in League One without defeat. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I look at Crew. That's as close as you're going to get to a banker in this league. They've won twice all season, so you know they are really struggling. <laughs> Really struggling. The, right. This, Wait, the, the, I, there's I, someone I, at the moment. If this was a if this was a um, Twitter update, there'd be someone with narrator um, uh, kind of added to the to the status because this is Sheffield Wednesday, and we know what happens in these situations. 
Mate, I did this with Hartlepool the other day. I said that, oh, the managers, which they were at the time, they'd lost five in a row coming to Sheffield Wednesday. And so that's all we need. So, yeah, OK, let's put that down as a crew win now. Uh, <laughs> but then Wednesday will probably turn over the beat Portsmouth and Sunderland. You know, Portsmouth, it's interesting with them. They're starting to come into form now uh, under the Cowie brothers. You know, they're really similar to Wednesday in that they had a huge influx of players that they brought in over the summer, completely rebuilt the squad. And by the way, they have got a uh, certain George Hurst that mm. will be uh, leading the line. Uh, and that would be the first time, I think, that George Hurst has come up uh, against Sheffield Wednesday since leaving the club. I don't think he's played against Wednesday before. So he'd, he'd be desperate, I'm sure, to get on the score sheet and help uh, you know Portsmouth win. Uh, and he scored a couple of goals and assists. He, he's, you know, him and I think they've got Marcus Harness, uh, Harness up front who has got double figures. You know, they've got some really good players um, and they should be finishing in the top six, you know, with the yep. squad that they've assembled. It'd be a really tough test that for Wednesday and it'll be in front of the sky cameras and, uh, you, know, you know, we're all hoping. I expect though Wednesday to put on a, a strong performance and I'm sure there's going to be strong words with what's gone on in the Hartlepool tie that, you know, I think they, you know, they'll be looking to iron out um, the mistakes that they've made there. The big guns will come back. Uh, and, no, I, I, I just still think that Wednesday will, you know, will get will do well. I think they they will get something at Portsmouth. I fancy them. It's Sundown's the one, actually, at the moment of the five. I look at and think, Sundown's, they have revenge in the mind a little bit um, yeah. for how Wednesday, you know, beat them at Hillsborough. Uh, and they they look as if they're starting to get their act together. So now I, I look at the Sunderland one and think that yeah, I'd take a draw from that. Um, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't underestimate Burton. By the way, I know that you're saying that you know you look at the table again. They should be beating Accrington. They should be beating Burton. But yeah, no, I I think they've got again some good individuals um, of Burton, and, and I think they're probably Absolutely. finishing the top half of the table. Uh, and so I wouldn't underestimate Burton. You know, I think that. After Portsmouth and Sunderland, Burton's the one of the five that I look at and think that's maybe a bit of a banana skin. But Wednesday, they they should be beating Accrington and Burton at home. That they they should be looking at that. You know, with all due respect to them, those are you're right. The type of matches they should be they, they should be winning if they're going to finish in the top two. Exactly that. If if you if you if you can't beat. Accrington and Burton at home, then you're not going to get promoted. That you know, that that's as that's as simple as as that. If we're if we're in the place whereby we're not we're not able to kind of get those functional wins when we have to do, then we're we're probably not going to be in the shakeup this season. And 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 maybe that's the way this season will go. I guess we'll we'll know more come the end of December and we can look back over these games and and see what's um what's happened. Just before we finish, Dom, just give us a little bit of an update on where we're at with. Injuries. I mean, this is almost like a mini podcast of its own, talking about injuries at, at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and anyone close to being back anytime soon? I think so. Um, so Mendes Lang would have played against Hartlepool, but he was ill. Um, and Liam Palmer has missed the last two matches through illness. I would anticipate those two will be available for Portsmouth. I think they're come back into the shake-up for Portsmouth. Marvin Johnson, Dennis Adenaran, they're progressing well. Will Darren Moore throw them 
back into the squad for Portsmouth. I'm not so sure, but they they are back on the training pitches and they are getting there. And so you know th- those are positive signs for Wednesday that you know he, you know Darren Moore is crossing his fingers that they're going to get two or three players back. And uh, you know I think we're looking at those poor players. Sam Hutchinson, I still think, is going to be later this month. And we know Dominic Kai Orford and Lewis Gibson are going to be next year. Cool. Fair dues. Um, that's going to pretty much wrap us up then for uh, for this episode. Thank you to our partners at Title Law Solicitors, who are specialists in wills, trusts and probate. Um, because you are a podcast listener, you get buy one, get one free on lasting powers of attorney. You just need to mention singing the blues. Um, Ollie is available for evenings, weekends and home appointments right across South Yorkshire. Head to titlelaw.co.uk to book in an appointment. On Twitter, Dom is at Domhausen. I'm at James Marriott. The show is at Dom James. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. We've got some more live shows coming up through the season. Just search for Singing the Blues on either of those platforms and you can find the links on our website or in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening. Up the owls and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 